Packing punches. We are back with episode ten, I believe. We've hit double figures. Uh, yeah, back with me, Ben. My nickname from last week was Bex. A picture appeared of me on Instagram with some ridiculous David Beckham style haircut. So thanks for that one, Scotty. No problem, mate. How you doing, fella? I'm good. I'm good. Uh, I enjoyed the uh, the boxing at the weekend. Um, it was it was enjoyable, wasn't it? It was. Yeah. I think that Sky card. Actually, was better than than it looked on paper. Mm-hmm. It, it actually produced some some pretty decent stuff, despite the really random order they put it in. It it did produce some some good stuff. I agree, because I don't think it actually ran to how they said it was going to run. No, it was um, it's like the producers got involved and thought, you know, we're running up, we'll change it around. Mm. Because, yeah, I, I'm not entirely sure why Ben Whitaker was having an eight-rounder as main support when you've had a, a, a world title fight on before it. Oh, shall we start with Ben Whitaker? We can do, mate. Yeah, yeah, we start with Ben. That was... Uh, I, th- I, th- I liked it. I thought it was good. Hmm. It was better. Um, but he's doing what we said a few weeks ago, isn't he? He's doing that shimmy shuffle and all the quote teeth tweets and all the comments on the internet is we can't wait for him to get banged mm. and that is a perfect way of growing a I don't know if you call it a fan base but growing a following and yeah, that's think, what you need in boxing isn't it yeah I think if anything it's becoming notorious which um, is in these days is just as good as being famous and loved to, to be notorious um, you ain't going to be able to do that stuff against the upper echelons of, of the light heavyweight division. Um, and you saw Belusky's heart just break because it, he threw everything at him. And I don't think he touched him once. No, no. Uh, he's, he's, he's an extremely skilled fighter, very elusive. I, I think at times he was trying to get hit just to see if he could take one on the whiskers. Yeah. Oh, now I'm not going to argue with that one. And still couldn't really get, get hit by him. It's, it's a similar, obviously Usyk doesn't do all the, the flashy uh, shimmy, but it's a similar style with moving on that back foot and and the evasive style of the movement that even if you do catch him, you're not going to catch him full or full enough to hurt him. So what for me, what does Whitaker do in sparring? Hmm. How does he prepare for these fights and who's he getting into? I... It, it, I'm, we're not going to have the answers, but it, it's a weird, it's a very weird one for me. Where is he getting his test tests from? Well, to I mean, be able that confident, I, 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 I don't know. No, well, he's not training in Detroit, is he? He's got Sugar Hill, but he's not, he's not going over to the Cronk in Detroit. So Sugar Hill's obviously Sugar Hill would be over here with Tyson. Is he, is he training in the Morecambe gym? Is he getting a bit of stuff with Tyson? Is he doing a little bit of stuff with Joe Parker for heavy handedness? There's... I feel like we'd know about that though. Yeah, I do. I, I I've not seen many videos of him sparring. See yeah. a lot of pad work, a lot of bag work, a lot of the fancy skipping and stuff like that. But um, I mean, most of the time sparring is um, is kept secret anyway. Yeah, you know, but you you are you are aware of it. Yeah, 
Yeah, you're normally aware of who's who's sparring who. Um, I was similar last week. We talked about Joe Joyce with Jilly Zhang. I mean, who who on earth was he sparring for that? <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, I think that that sort of uh that style of stuff you've got to practice that. Otherwise, if you try it in the ring at the wrong time and you get clocked, um, I mean, there's a there's an MMA fighter. I don't know if you'll know this clip. I've, I think his name's Joe Harding. Um, I've I've trained with Joe. Uh, down here in Essex and I think this actually was in Colchester when this happened and he was doing Michael Jackson dancing mm. in the octagon and uh, and then got caught and not clean out with a kick um, after <laughs> doing a few and if you, you can find it on YouTube it's quite it went viral at the time um, and I spoke with Joe after when we were training and, and he sort of said well there's no such thing as bad publicity <laughs> well it's true it's true it got his name out there but it's yeah it's something that you know not everyone likes you know it's going to be it's going to be conducive to as you say people wanting to watch him to watch the class people wanting to watch him to see him get banged out i want to see if he can take one on the whiskers i'd like to think that training in a cronk style he probably can um but i think the stoppage was a little early i think belovsky deserved to see the final bell hmm so there was only a minute. He was, he was taking punishment. There's no two ways about it. But he was. I don't think he was ever in any danger. He wasn't in any trouble. But where? What do you do with Mister Whitaker now? Because he thinks he can take on Dan and Z's. And we'll, we'll we'll touch on Dan and Z's. But if he's that confident, then let's escalate him up a little on the British way to get him a British title fight. I don't think Dan Aziz wants or needs that at the moment. Um, I I can't think of an opponent for him. I would say maybe uh, like a Jose Burton, but he's more cruiser at the moment. Um, I think he's retired as well, actually. Yeah, has he has he retired now? So, yeah, I, I'm, I'm struggling to pick a name for him to uh, to get a test. But then, does he want to jump up straight away to a British title? Who knows? I don't, it's an, he, he's he's asking questions of us, isn't he, Mister Whitaker? We don't really know what he's about. No, yes, and... he can shimmy and he can miss a punch, and, but um, it is kind of like every man's got a plan until they get a punch in the face, and he ain't got one yet. No, and it's and according to Boxwork, actually, his, his nickname has changed. He's, he's apparently now the finisher. <laughs> I much preferred the surgeon getting the, getting the scalpel out. Thing is with the British British light heavyweights. I mean, this is what we're saying. I mean, there's there's obviously boxers all over the world they could bring in to fight Ben, but at the the British level, light heavyweight is one of our strongest categories. Yeah, especially with Callum Smith in there now. Callum Smith, Joshua Boazzi, Dan Aziz, Anthony Yard, Lyndon Arthur. Willie Hutchinson, Shakan Pitters, the, the list goes on and on and on. Shakan Pitters, I think that's an interesting fight. I like that's, that. That's a that's big a, Birmingham derby as well. That's a good shout. But is the but is it too dangerous? Um, Shakan's took his knocks, hasn't he? It's uh, he might be more dangerous for Shakan on what career he takes, but. It would also probably pay them a few quid if they can get a Birmingham show. Yeah, they can get that in one of the Birmingham arenas. 
I, mean, I don't even know what they're called now. Is it the World Resorts? Is that the the old? Um... Yeah, there's a uh, Resorts World. You just yep. you threw me then. <laughs> <laughs> Resorts World, or there's a uh, ideally probably that would be the the best choice because the utility and all that is probably a little too big. But there are fights that could be made, and there would be interest in that. Um, I'd like to see that. Yeah, uh, I agree. Good shout on that one. The only thing for Shakan, and not just for Shakan, for anyone down that list, even to, to sort of Thomas Whitaker Hart or you know any anyone a little bit further down into like the middle, like ten to twenty of the British rankings, Ben Whitaker is the king of the Who Needs Him Club because all he's going to bring that opponent is publicity. Hmm. And, and and a bit of a paycheck. It's not... I mean, if you beat him, you're the guy that beat Ben Whitaker. Yeah. Yeah. You know, first, you know. But if you don't, where do you go? Mm. So it's... I'd like Come to see up. him... I'd like to see him do the old school route. Go... What would it be? Central area, wouldn't he? West, West Bromwich, lad. So central area title, English title, British title. And, and move him up properly. I don't think his ego will allow that, though. Well, I certainly don't think I could see him defending any of them belts. It'd be <laughs> win it, move on, win it, move on. But, mm. um, yeah, I mean, we do like to play matchmaker on on here every now and again. Normally me talk, talking about the women playing playing matchmaker. But, yeah, I really like Ben Whitaker against Shaq yeah. Pitters. I, I think that would be exciting. Pitters. Shall we uh, stay with... The light heavies, Danazis, Boatsi. Yeah, interesting. Interesting. I'm assuming this is going to be for Danazis's European yeah, titles. You'd expect than, so. I can't imagine that he's walking away from it. Um, I would imagine that depending on purse bids, although they're both Sky Fighters, aren't they? But it's, is it going to be an eliminator which which organization is going to get involved in, in that? I know Boatsy's quite high in the WBO. Um, number one, actually, possibly, I believe. Um, probably looking... The the winner would be looking at the winner of Smith Paterbiev, which we've got coming in a, a couple of weeks, I think, have we? Which is a route, a plan, almost. Yeah. Um, it could be good to be have these fights happening. Um. I'm 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 in Dan Aziz's corner for this one. I really am. I just think the Watsi's made some wrong choices and the last fight people walked out. There's no love for him. Is he I don't know. I just I just feel like everything's lost their mojo with Boatsi. Mm. Whereas Dan Aziz is well liked and if he's motivated I'm not, I sound a bit weird for, I'm not trying to put Boatsy down, but I feel like momentum is there. Well, there's two different routes that they've taken. Obviously, Boatsy was an Olympian amateur pedigree taken on by Matchroom after coming straight out of the Olympics with a bronze medal, I believe, uh, from Rio 2016. Um, Dan Aziz didn't have that. Dan Aziz come up the hard way fighting the small shows. Um, I've seen him at York Hall once. He had a fantastic fight with, I think it was Andre Sterling uh, on a TV show at York Hall, which was absolutely terrific. And he, yeah, he's, you know, the, the school of hard knocks or however, however they want to say it. He's got where he is through 
bloody hard work. Um, that's not to say that Boatsy's been gifted it, but that boy has been given a lot of exposure. And early doors in his career, as we as we spoke about when we discussed Boatsy's last fight, sort of five, six episodes ago, he was violent in the ring, really violent. And he, he would finish everybody. And you could hear the the sound of his punches landing um and that's all gone i don't know where it's gone um i mean he's only had the one fight with but he's virgil hunter now isn't he i think he's with he's only had the one fight there so maybe they can you know keep improving but yeah the danazee's fight is it's a lot more even than people would think i think if you if you'd have said that two years ago danazee's against joshua boatsy everyone go boatsy easy but yeah, Dan Aziz has been he's been pulling trees up. And the the last the last win he had was was terrific. And it's uh, like I said, just with the, the British guys at light heavyweight. I mean, oh, if we could have a, a prize fighter of our British light heavies, all of them fighting each other. Absolutely yeah. terrific that would be. And 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 one we haven't even spoke about, which would probably be like we go back to Ben Whitaker. If Ben Whitaker was to come in and beat Shaq and Pitters. Is the next step, Craig Richards? Yeah, because Craig Richards needs something as well, doesn't he? He does. Um, yeah, Craig Richards and what's Anthony Yard doing? It's because uh, Anthony Yard should be on a trajectory now. Mm. Not heard a peep. No, it's. Uh, I just, as we said last week, it's just, it's a bit dull. There seems to be um, we're on the lull at the moment, and I'm sure it will get back up. But sport goes through this; every sport goes through this, um, and I think it's boxing's turn at the moment. But the powers that be need to do something to get it back going again and get the proper show. Stop having shows on the same night because there's your yeah. problem. Because what have we got this weekend, mate? What uh, a game of tiddlywinks! It's yeah. There's nothing, even small hall. There's there's nothing on this weekend. So I mean, I mean, there might well be, you know, really, really small hall. You know, sort of the, the journeymen fighting each other. But it's yeah, there's there's nothing of any of any note happening this weekend. And obviously, we've had a few weeks where we've had double header cards, triple headers in in some cases. Um, I think he's gone back to super middle. Is he? I was I was just there. I was going to throw John Ryder into our light heavyweight discussion. A fighter I love. I've got so much time for John. But I don't know if he's going to stay at super middle. Mm. I could see him going up. It's a Canelo. Um, so I, I could see him coming up, but he's quite short, isn't he? That's the only problem. He's um, Yeah, but he's powerful. Uh, after He is very powerful. After beating Callum Smith and getting robbed at super middle. Mm. Yeah, we um, yeah, no, no more judging robberies, but yeah, he's I mean he's the top super middleweight in in Britain, but yeah, like I, said, I can't see him at five nine stepping up with these these light heavyweight monsters anymore. But the um, yeah, I think I think there's there's fights to be a yards getting left behind at the moment, unfortunately, and it's all uh, the problem I've always said with it is promoter coach, <laughs> the duo of his promoter and his coach. Don't get him anywhere. No, no, and, I agree. We've yeah, we've, and it's been like that. And it, yeah, 
And I hate to say it because Tunde is you know, a lovely guy. He's a boxing guy. The relationship them two have is fantastic. And you cannot underestimate how important that is for a fighter to have that relationship. But Frank Warren, for the last 10 years, possibly more, cannot deal with more than one fighter at once. Doesn't matter how many fighters he's got in his stable, he can only promote one at a time. Yeah. Don't know why. Ed, Eddie's mastered Eddie's mastered doing all of them at any time. You could sit down with Eddie as Coot and Cassius always does. We'll never get the opportunity to do that. But the and you could just throw one of his fighters at him and he'll go, yeah, bang. Tell you their record, who they've been fighting, what they're up to now, who where they're going to fight next. Frank Warren can't do that. I mean, if Frank Warren seems to pop up on Talksport at least twice a week. And he only ever talks about Tyson Fury. I mean, yeah. admittedly, when you're trying to promote that man, you're promoting six six different men because who knows what Tyson Fury is ever going to turn up. But I don't want to be. It's a yeah, it's a shame. Um, I don't want to be ageist, but he's an old man. We keep hearing about his his son now, and he's doing stuff, but he really is just so set in his ways. He wouldn't have a clue about what a women fighter is. It's it's just, it's yeah. There needs to be a a shake up. But even it's even like with Eddie, he he's kind of maybe enjoying a little bit of a break from it. Maybe he needs to get his hunger back because he's got too busy dealing with Oscar De La Hoya being. If that was in America and Oscar De La Hoya was doing it against a, an American guy, he'd be brought under a subpoena about being <laughs> you know, slandering all this, be sued. It's bizarre. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I, 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 sometimes it just. I was, well, speaking speaking with Frank and his yeah, with Frank and his his women, he's only got one woman fight. He's got Raven Chapman. She has now got an opponent for the 18th of August. She's going to fight uh, Lila Dos Santos Furtado, uh, Brazilian, who's 9-0 and um, for her international, WBC international featherweight title. So at least that's an opponent for Raven for August 18th. Um, but yeah, Yard's getting left behind. Buatzi and Aziz are going to fight each other. The path for them is going to be looking at uh, the winner of Paterbi against Smith. Um, so yeah, Yard's going to get left behind, which is unfortunate because I think he's a great talent and a great lad, and I, I'd like to see him get get out there. And he's got dipper dipper weight. Sorry, mate. He's, go got, he's got a fan base as well, and he has they're going to they're going to want to see him fight. So it's it's bizarre. Yeah, uh, well, dipper weight from light heavy down to super middle. And back to Saturday night, I uh, I I think I kind of said last week that this would could possibly steal the show. Callum Simpson against Boris Crichton. Well, that was a great fight. Really, really enjoyable fight. Both lads going for it from the start to the finish. Some proper lever being thrown. Both showing incredible chins. And uh, but unfortunately, a fight that happened later on in the night. I think upset the apple cart for for Callum Simpson because he's been calling the name of Zach Chelly for quite some time. And I mean, admittedly, when we predicted Jeffers Chelly, I don't think either of us had seen much of Jeffers. No. Just through records and on paper. Jeffers performed 
fucking brilliantly. Well, we've seen him now. It was a schooling. Mm. It was a schooling. It was. Um, I wouldn't have kept Chelly many rounds at all. Um, you even had, you know, you know when it's a mid, mid upset because you go on Twitter and you see boxers, former boxers, talking about this fight. I don't think they would have been tweeting if Chelly was winning or Chelly won the fight. They would have just went, okay, that was expected. Mm. But when Jeffers did what he did, and you get a few guys tweeting going, oh, hold on a minute. And they're also doing it. So they, uh, if the judges bloody put it the other way, uh, it, it makes noise. But yeah, Mr. Jeffers, well done. Yeah, fair fair play to him. I I was sort of scoring the fight as, as watching it along. Um, and I was trying to do, because it's difficult when you're watching, isn't it? And you're not handing in a card. I was trying to do round by round rather than, the fight as a whole because that's how it, it should be done and I ended up with 95-95 I've watched it back since in silence without the commentary and I got 97-93 to Jeffers um, so I, I was getting the but one because I'm a massive Zach Shelley fan mm-hmm. two the commentary was was all over Shelley as well so yeah I scored it a draw on the night I've watched it back and, and I've scored it 97-93 to Jeffers so yeah brilliant performance I don't know whether the commentators were right and it was the late change in opponent, possibly a bit of complacency, not knowing enough about Jeffers. But um, Zach Telly's a big boy. He'll take it on the chin. He'll get back in the gym and he'll be back. Yep. But um, but now Jeffers against Simpson, that sounds an interesting fight. Yep, and that should be made. No messing about. None mm. of this rematch with Chelly. Chelly needs to rebuild and go another path or whatever. Just get it made. But I'm sure there'll be some, I don't know, someone's got a bad stomach on a Tuesday, didn't 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 make the call. It's, you know, I'm very disheartened with the way things are at the moment. So I'm going to be a bit of a pessimist. Yeah. Uh, on the uh, On the pre-fight show, was uh, a good good women's head-to-head, a rematch for April Hunter and Kirsty Bavington. Uh, April looking to avenge a defeat to Kirsty that happened a couple of fights back before Kirsty was schooled by Lauren Price for a British title. We both said Kirsty would take it on points. We were ever so slightly wrong. It was a good fight, a good even fight. The only thing in it was an eighth-round knockdown by, or uh, possibly seventh round, actually. I have miswritten that, by April Hunter. Uh, which was a good knockdown, really, really good, solid punch. You could see the uh, in the slow mo. The I, I do like the slow mo of the head swinging side to side, little flap in the ears, little roll in the <laughs> eyes. It's um, yeah. Ask people that like getting punched in the face. It's sadistic to see that sort of stuff happen. It's great. Uh, yeah, but yeah, solid knockdown. So fair enough. Good win for for April Hunter. Um, and something I didn't actually know really until the the weekend before the fight. She is now training with Savannah Marshall under Peter Fury, and I think there's been a real clear improvement in her. So that's um, yeah, I think that's a clear improvement from her previous. And that yeah, that would definitely help her go forward. What else on that card then? Uh, Natasha Jonas, a two weight world champion. Yes. Yes. I got it completely wrong. 
There's always something in a, in a Tasha fight, in the build-up, that makes me think, oh, not this time for Tash. She always proves me wrong. That first round, what a start. I did say. You did say. I did say. Uh, yeah, really buzzing for her. She's, you know what, deserves it. A genuine girl. And you know what, one of the originals of women's boxing, mm. who was kind of cast aside, and she's always been the underdog. So really, really pleased for her. Yeah, and a, a good stoppage. I think there was no point in Candy Wyatt taking any no, more punishment. Not at the, all. The nose was very clearly broke. Um, so thick blood coming out of there. So that was very clearly, clearly broken. So yeah, everything in that fight from Tash, absolutely punch perfect. I think she had a mark on her. Perfect. At the, at the end of it. So yeah, punch perfect. So now we look forward. She's got, as we said last week, Possible winner of Sandy Ryan and Jessica McCaskill to, for Undisputed or back up at Super Welter. See what she can do with the two titles she's already got up there. So, yeah, brilliant for Tash. Yep, and she is calling the shots. She is, and rightly so. About time. About time. So the main fight of the night, women's Undisputed Super Middleweight uh, you don't see many fighters sing their own national anthem. <laughs> I tell you what, I'll give her a juice. She sang it fucking well. That girl can sing. Yeah. Um, despite all the boos and everything, I'm never down for booing. So, you know, each to, to each their own, I'm never down for booing. But, um, yeah, that girl can sing. She, she can also fight. Yeah. I don't think she can box. No. Um, my opinion is she can hold a note and she can also hold in a fight. Yeah. <laughs> so she likes holding. Yeah. But we said uh, she was a, we said she's a brawler. Yeah. We knew, we knew that from her previous fights. So it was never, ever going to be pretty. I think it was closer. Um, I don't think it was a draw at, at any stage, but um, Savannah had her work cut out and Savannah did the job. Because if she had two losses in a row, you know, it's not the end of it, but her trajectory on the world stage would have been severely hampered. And now all you can... The only the only downside to that fight was listening to Clarissa Shields in the, in the background. Like, why are you so bothered? Yeah. I... And do you know why she's so bothered? It's because... Uh, across the pond, they do not give two shits about women's boxing, and she needs Savannah Marshall. She's she's saying, "Oh, come fight me in America." No chance, no chance, because no one's getting paid. No. So she needs Savannah, and Savannah low key knows that she, she Savannah's not a a bitch. She's not a knob. She doesn't say anything silly, but she knows she knows she's the A side. Even though Clarissa Shields is probably the best women's fighter in the modern era in that sense, but Savannah's the A side again, because Savannah will get Clarissa paid and she knows that. Mm. Yeah. That's a really interesting point of view actually. And and I, I entirely agree. I I mean, my, I was going to touch on that. I've always, I've always admired Shields ability and her skill. Uh, and then after I saw her live, that was multiplied by 10 because she's, she's incredible, but I've never known a champion possibly other than Tyson Fury to be so unlikable. Mm. There's just something about her that makes her incredibly unlikable. Um, 
I think it was Andy Scott was ringside, went to her after three rounds, and she was like, oh, yeah, three nil French on easy. I know. I was mate. like, what are you watching? And and then she crashed the press conference yeah. after the fight to, to, to mouth off at Savannah. Uh, Savannah's going to have to make some big, big changes if she's going to beat her. I agree. You know, this is not 10 years. Like... Yeah, this is not 10 years ago when they were in the amateurs when Savannah was also the only person in the world to beat her. Uh, can she do it? I'm not sure. She might be a bit of, she might be an obnoxious loud mouth knob, but she's fucking good. <laughs> she's, she's that's really a, that's it. Good. But she's that, <laughs> she is good, but she's got no one backing her across the pond. No. So she needs to fight here. And the only thing I think Savannah could do is get it in the Northeast, get it hometown, get in Clarissa's head, just do what you can. Mm. You, you know what the Northeast lot are like. When they get mouthy, they get mouthy. Pull it in a good arena. Maybe, I don't know, the Motor Point, Newcastle, whatever. Just do what you can. Make it rough. And you never know. Yeah. Yeah, you never but, know. They need I mean, each other, but Clarissa needs Savannah more. Yeah. If she wants to get paid. Yeah, it's interesting that she doesn't really have, as you said, I've not even really thought about it, that, that back in, in America, I mean, Amanda Serrano gets good numbers in America. Katie Taylor done good numbers in America, but obviously there's a large Irish contingent in, yeah. in, in America, so that always helps. So, yeah, no, definitely. I, I think, yeah, you, you're absolutely spot on that she she needs Savannah and needs it to be here. To uh, satisfy her Louis Vuitton phone case mm. that we saw a lot of as she was videoing everything. Savannah says she wants it straight away. Um, fair play to her if she does. Yeah, fair play. Because she doesn't need to. She could get another fight, but I think uh, that shows she's a fighter and mm. she wants to avenge what it is. But yeah, hopefully we get it sorted. Yeah, and uh, I mean, this could now be a, a little series because I would imagine then if they're going to do that again, that Clarissa will probably come up to super middle. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see if Savannah would go down again. I think it'd be tough. She said she felt a lot more comfortable, didn't she, at this weight? Mm. And felt a lot more powerful. And not saying that she was weight drained last time, but you know, half stone's half stone. Yeah. And it's yeah, she she's not ruled going back down out, but she don't need to, does she? So uh, let's just hope it happens. Yeah, and, and unfortunately with the women, because as, as much as I enjoy women's boxing and I'll always plug it, the depth the depth still isn't there. Went a bit Alan Brazil there with deepest depth. Um <laughs> the you know, there's no need for the organisations to start fragmenting these belts. If you've got undisputed champions, you've got undisputed champions. Yep. In, in the men's game, when you've got undisputed champions, they want to split them apart as soon as possible. Um, but in, mm, in the women's game, yeah, in the women's game, it's the best way to get the biggest fights is to have them as as undisputed. So we were, I mean, we could then be looking really. We could get halfway through 2024 with five undisputed British champions which would be incredible so we could That'd have be nice, wouldn't it? yeah we could have Savannah 
Sandy, Nina, Chantel, and um, and Tasha. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that would be something. And uh, and as we know, it's easier with the women because they fight. They'll fight anyone, anywhere, anytime. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, no, good good card. I think it was it, it played a lot better on TV than it looked on paper. Like I said, the the Simpson Crichton fight was good, the Chelly Jeffers fight was good, um, the Jonas fight was it was a really, really good display by Jonas. Hunter Bavinson on the on the pre-card was really good as well. And yeah, a bit of a show from Ben Whitaker. So it's Yeah. Yeah, I don't think anyone can complain. Um over in Sheffield, good little show as well. We said the card weren't great. It weren't. There ended up being three decent fights Yeah, on that card. And Pat McCormick got a really, really good stoppage. Nice. Very yeah. nice. Hi- highlight reel, really, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. You enjoy them. Yeah. Yeah. You, you, you're dying out on them for a long time, especially in the social media age. And uh, Hopi Price made his opponent quit on his stool. So the barrage of pressure from Hopi Price. Anyone that comes out of that Coldwell gym is fit as a fiddle. So they they will always put. You're a fan as well, aren't you? Of Hopi. Mm. Yeah, yeah. He's um got good style. It's kind of a blend. He's got a blend of of an artistic boxer with a traveller style. Yeah. So yeah, it's good stuff. I mean, to be, I'm a massive fan of Dave Coldwell. So anyone that comes out of that gym has always got his stamp on them. Um, and that's always nice to see. Yeah, you don't you don't with Dave Coldwell you don't hear many negatives, do you? No. No, and, and having met the guy, he's, he's one of the loveliest guys you'll ever meet. He's, mm. yeah. and, and I don't meet many people that are shorter than me either, so that was <laughs> <laughs> uh, And the headline fight on that night, Jesus. Dalton the Thundersmith, he folded Sam Maxwell like an ironing board and put him back in the cupboard. Class. Oh. Uh, enjoyable fight. Um, I thought the ref was good in that fight as well. Sometimes the refs get a little bit too. They he he was firm. He was fair. Great finish and class from Dalton Smith because he knew he knew he'd done some damage. He wasn't jumping around. He was checking in on Maxwell mm. and shit like that. People remember. Yeah. And uh, yes, kudos to Dalton Smith. Yeah, good. I mean, a good lad brought up in the Still City gym with his dad as the coach. So. Yeah, a good good young lad with a bright, bright future. Probably Britain's best prospect, I would imagine, at the moment. Um, I'm not going to argue with that. No, so now an undisputed British champion, that Robert Lonsdale belt will hang in the Steel City gym. And uh, and a Commonwealth champion as well. So definitely pushing on. But super light. Definitely pushing on. Been a, a few other bits of news as well. Was obviously, we touched on the, uh, the Dan Aziz, Joshua Boazzi. There was a little bit of a backward and forward on Twitter between Josh Taylor and Jack Cattrall, which uh, was towards the end of last week, which was quite interesting. Sam Jones got involved at at one point as well. Um, This is, of course, if any of us could see it on Twitter because Elon Musk decided to be a dickhead on Saturday night fight night and block everyone from seeing anything. Um, Oh. Taylor loses again on that one. After we were appraising him the other week for his performance, didn't get it. Um, 
He's also like his tweets were, were like he was drunk, or he, he was on a a big one, mm. and, and uh, he had a pop at Sam Jones. Sam Jones was like, "Well, I don't drink, mate." And then there was no need for what he was saying against Sam Jones. Sam Jones has forged a career that most of us would love to have. Um, just unnecessarily rude and Cattrall wants to have the fight here. So the fight is there. The fight yeah. doesn't need a Twitter storm. The fight doesn't need a media storm. People be invested in that fight. Didn't get it. Um <laughs> I'm quick to praise and um, I'm also quick to say to someone, nah, come on, mate. So, Josh Taylor again, what was he doing? Um, 2 0 catch all now for me. Yeah, it was a strange round, wasn't it? And, uh, and we seem to have some form of innocence for Conor Ben. <laughs> yes. If, if we can call it that. Uh, well, uh, Jesus was born with immaculate conception, so anything can be said <laughs> these days. Uh, I, I don't know what to say, mate. It's a bit weird. It's uh, He breaks down certain enzymes or something. Uh, you can spin anything if you've got the cash to throw at someone that's got a bit of stature. I mean, in my heart, I really hope he is innocent. But we live in a world, and maybe we are all guilty of it. Once yeah. you're accused of something, that's you. That's you tarnished. I mean, the the, the, um, VADA, the VADA document that's come out on June the 30th, uh, which Eddie Hearn has shared online, is... It seems to be it's the letter is to advise you that one or more specimens collected from the below named athlete, Conor Ben, have been analysed for performance enhancing drugs through the World Boxing Council's clean boxing program administered by the Voluntary Anti Doping Association. Results for the dates listed are below. Well, the, the collection date is June the 18th, 2023, and the result is negative. Well, that was three weeks ago. <laughs> Oh, I don't know, mate. I don't. I, thought, I don't know. I thought we were on about tests from August and September <laughs> last year. You know, of course he's clean. I mean, if you'd have tested me for drink driving on Saturday night, I wouldn't have been out of drive. But I'm all right now. Yeah. It's um. It's not like you go to Vegas and nothing comes back apart from syphilis, is it? So, I, yeah, I don't know, mate. I don't yeah. know. What happens in Vegas stays in Vegas, except. That shit, <laughs> that shit will come back with you. Yeah. Um, so yeah, don't know, don't know me. Yeah, very odd one. It's that's it. If, if they can conclusively say yes, he's innocent, then I want to see him fighting again. Yeah. But if he's not, then you know I can see them. The, the annoying thing is, I don't want it to happen because I've been quite clear in my thoughts on the drug cheating. If you fail one of these tests, you should be banned. Yep. But. Some of these managers, promoters, and that they're so clever at working the the wording of the laws and loopholes and everything that they will find a way to make his ban be a twelve month ban, but it will be backdated yeah, to when the test was first yeah. taken in August, and then he's done it and he's back in. And 
you know, now, okay, yeah, we've got proof that now he's clean. So, yeah, yep. but we need, we still need explanation of why the last thing. And as far as the, like, with the Eubank fight go, I don't even want to see that. I don't no. want to see that fight because regardless of what weight that's made of, Chris Eubank Jr. should be at like 167. That's where he should be. No doubt. When he boiled himself down to one five five for for or one five four whatever it was for Connor, and then that didn't happen. So a few weeks later, well, well a couple of months really, weren't it? A couple of months later, we fought Smith, and he got absolutely poleaxed against Smith. Yep. And and for me, that's what would have happened if he got in the ring with Connor Ben. Regardless if if Connor was on Hulk eggs or or not. Um, because that weight don't suit Chris and and Connor's a, a vicious puncher. But yeah, I don't, I don't want to see that now. It's tainted. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, I can't and I can't see it doing anything for either one of them. Uh. But yeah, like I say, if he's innocent, get him back fighting. If if he's not, then then stop fighting and leave it alone. But another thing I did want to add, as we said. Dalton, class after the fight. Franchon Cruz Desern was class. Yeah. After after the defeat, Savannah Marshall sort of jumped in jokingly on the picture of Savannah with her team and all the belts. Um, but yeah, she she's one class lady. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, and like know, most of the women are. Most. Yeah, most, most. <laughs> yeah, obviously, you know, Clarissa Shields didn't hold herself with that much class. Yeah. Gate crash the the post fight press conference, but yeah, the other thing that has come out this week, Dave Allen has said he's got some big news coming, which uh, we you know we were chatting a little bit before we we started recording. Apparently, AJ's got some news coming. As well. <laughs> I just hope I hope it's not the same news. No, I um, I really hope the commissions would not allow that. Um, good to see Dave. Hopefully, getting what he wants as he wraps his career up and goes into training and promoting. Um, I think he knows that he's got another baby on the way as well. So I just hope that he wants, gets what he wants. Well, all I'm hearing is it's Wardley. That's what I'm hearing. (sighs) Fair play. Yeah. Let's hope, let's hope this pays, pays well. Hmm. Um, and for Wardley as well, Dave Allen's no mug. He can take a punch. Now it's a big test for Wardley. Yeah, it is. Um, I think Dave Allen's not stupid. He's never been rude. He's never been wrong about a fighter. He says where his levels at, and it's one last hurrah for him, a test. And God forbid, like we're all going to be rooting for him. But I'm rooting for Wardley as well. Both likable guys. Yeah, both likable. Uh, oh, I'm gonna bloody watch it, <laughs> and it will it will draw a crowd. So it's because it's heavyweight. It's heavyweights fight people. Heavyweight what? fighting, mate. That's unheard of. So yeah, last one I seen was Dan Pop. So <laughs> and, yes, we, uh, and we should we should be getting an announcement relatively soon, which we are led to believe will be Anthony Joshua against Dillian White, August twelfth at the O2 in London. Same venue as their British title fight back in 2014, I want to say. Yeah. Um, which was a barnstormer. 
So yeah, not you know seeing that fight again, I ain't got a problem with that. I think that's that's good for both of them. Uh, hopefully they've sort of got contractually stuff sorted. I don't really care if I'm honest. For White or AJ? For that fight? No, no, not not. I don't me. think I don't think it does anything for either of them in terms of. Does not it just gets them out, doesn't it? Yeah. And then if someone tells me it's a fucking pay per view, then bugger off. It will be. It'll. I know, mate, but it's you. it's a joke. Get mm. get the casuals, get the fans back in. Don't then put it on a pay per view. Give give the fans something back. Um, for me, nope. It um, and Tesoro will probably rock up Takam again or someone. Is oh, where's Wilder? What's going on? Hello, who wants to fight Deontay Wilder? No one. Well, apparently, Andy Ruiz Jr. does, but then keeps pricing himself out. Um, because yeah. he's too small now. Yeah, he he's seen it. He's got to cruiserweight. Yeah, he's lost a bit of timber, isn't he? Yeah, I, yeah. Apparently, the whole December thing is is true. Fury wants no part of it. Um, but it will be if Usyk gets through Dubois, we'll be looking at December, January in the desert. Usyk against Hergovic and Wilder against Joshua. But it's it's heavyweight boxing. Anything can happen in the. We'll have a fight tonight. before that, mate. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I mean if Joshua gets a fight in August a couple of fights that need to be on that card one that was supposed to be on uh, the card the Kate Taylor not Kate Taylor card one after Linus Stofia against Kieran Conway that got, yes. that got called off that ne- needs to be on that undercard Linus has been teasing an announcement for a couple of weeks hopefully that's the announcement that he's he's teasing to make um, and hopefully when he's made it, he'll be having a chat with uh, with myself, you or both of us at some point, uh, as we, we have spoken very briefly. Um, I'd also like to see Felix Cash get back out there. Oh, I agree. Um, and I'd like to see him fight Liam Williams. That's tasty. Mm. Should we set up a promotion? <laughs> um, I like Liam Williams, so... Yeah, if my Euro Millions comes in tonight, we'll absolutely set up our own promotions. And <laughs> but the uh, I think as Simon Jordan once said, the best way to make a small fortune in sport is start with a large fortune. Yeah. <laughs> he knows what he's talking about half the time, doesn't he? He does, doesn't he? It's fucking annoying, though. Cause I, uh, half the time, I don't want him to be right, but he's always fucking right. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's, like, it's, it's, it's the same as my wife. <laughs> oh, oh man. Yeah, when she kept telling me, stop boxing, you ain't very good. <laughs> She's fucking right. <laughs> oh, dear. On that note, mate. It's bedtime. I think the towel's in. The towel is in. Thank you. <laughs> Cheers, mate.